What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? We did it. We did. It was so oh. good. I think our regular intro is just going to go out the window. Uh, the, where we say hi to each yeah, other? Yeah, boring. Uh, I agree. Let's and get... it's too hard to figure out. I don't remember it anymore, actually, but quite frankly. We can tell the listeners that this is what's going on with dance and stuff. Oh, yeah. Welcome to what's going on at dance and stuff again. I'm Reed. And I'm Jack. And this is it. Uh, yeah, this is it. This is... This is we... episode three. Episode three. And it's a hit. Yeah, I, we've been nominated for all those awards. Huge, huge awards. awards. We were nominated for an Obie. An, a, Bessie, a Bessie. A Tony a for next year. Golden Globe. It's incredible for best first wow. episode. A Peabody. A pe- oh I didn't God. even know what that one was I know until that you explained I've heard it to me. that we're in the running for MacArthur. Uh, and I don't think that there's time. ever been a duet that's been given to MacArthur before. <laughs> that is so... And you know mm-hmm. what? If it was going to go to a pot of duh... It should be us. I know. Quite frankly. But we're each only going to get $325,000. Oh, man. Wait, did the, is the MacArthur more? It's five hundred. Six fifty. It. Wow. I'm glad yeah. we held out until it increased. <laughs> By the time I'm we glad, get it, it'll be a million yeah. two fifty. I'm glad that when they originally offered it to us a few years ago, we said, you know what? We're okay right now. Let's hold off. We yeah. want Shen Wei yeah. and <laughs> Jennifer Tipton to get their chance. Absolutely. Let's see them get their MacArthur first. Yes. And then when those people, you know, who just really need it. They need it. Get it. Then, well, then we can get it later. We want to put in, be put in the running as slightly older individuals. Exactly. Prior to middle age. Yeah, but pri- we're not old, middle age. But no. like, oh, you we know. We never will be. No, we'll never be middle no, age. No, 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 Just no, no. sombra viva, uh, Death <sighs> Becomes Her. That's so good. Don't you want to rewatch Death Becomes Her today? Every I want to watch it every day <laughs> of my life. <laughs> it's so good. Death Becomes <laughs> Her and The Witches are really. If I think of a movie that I could watch Both with very you right away as a child, it's so important for me. And my mom rented um, Death Becomes Her from like the Sag Harbor Bay <laughs> video store, or whatever. I think when I was twelve and home for the summer. Uh. I watched it twice in a row by myself. Yes. Which character did you relate to the most, Isabella Rossellini? Maybe. Because that's you. Yeah. 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 She's not, she doesn't have like, she doesn't have severe emotions in the way that Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep do. No. She's, she's in charge. She's very in command. When I saw it, I wanted to be the Isabella Rossellini character while knowing that I was probably the Meryl Streep character. Like an awful actress. But I, she's not as vengeful as Goldie Hawn. Oh, so I'm more Goldie Hawn. I think so, because you're going to get your revenge (laughs) I love everybody. It's really one of my favorites. Um, We're also at the anniversary of my favorite childhood movie, which was Batman Returns. What do you mean the anniversary? What anniversary? It's the 20, it's the 20th anniversary. No. Or the 25th anniversary. I don't know. Vulture just did something about how (laughs) Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is the best villain ever. She was amazing. And I was like, yes, but not a villain. That character's not a villain. She's not. She's not a villain. Michelle Pfeiffer... She's a victim. Who then, you know, takes it back. I really... That is still my alpha icon. Out of all movies ever. Is she trying to get Batman? What's she trying to do to him? She, well, she just wants to get revenge on... On everyone, and because her as Selena has this encounter with Batman Who earlier on the film, pushed her out the window. Max Shrek. Who's he? Based on Donald Trump, right? And he's her boss, and oh he pushes boy. her out the window because she realizes that he's going to try to drain all power from Gotham, <sighs> and he's like, "That's my legacy for Chip." And then he pushes her out the window, and she wakes up as just she comes back to life as vengeance, as Lady Vengeance. Is and she a Kellyanne Conway? 
No, she's this assistant who's just trying to buff up on her job. And then in the process realizes that her boss is evil. And when she accidentally exposes that she knows that because she's scared. But would she have told anyone? Probably not. I don't know. She's a cat woman. Well, no, she, at that point, she's not. She's Selena. She's a, right. she's she's sort of, for me, an alpha queer figure because she's a geek. And she then she turns into, in like, oh, sure, sure, <laughs> sure that. Or the journey from, like, nerd to vengeful sex pot. Her apartment is somewhat like Pee-wee's Playhouse. Uh, I mean, well, it is Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. So... I mean, t- thank God for Tim Burton yeah. when I was growing up. I mean, he s- saved my life, first with Lydia Dietz and then with Selena Kyle slash Catwoman. Wow. And I really, I got every single bit of Catwoman memorabilia. What? Well, anything that came out, like paper plates, napkins, the action figure, a t-shirt, poster, all of it, you know, and then I would like go out on my street. <laughs> you know about that, no. right? Oh my God. I guess I'm going to tell this story now. In Prairie du Sac. Oh, in my small town of 2,500 people, I decided that I would be, I'd be somehow cast as Catwoman's younger brother in a, in a film later. But since I'm highly impressionable, I thought I'll start just being it now. So I'd put on this gold mask and I had, I would take a garden trowel and I would go around my trowel. One of that. What is that? Uh, yeah. A garden trowel. And I go around and I hack into people's shrubs or like, you know. <laughs> like a claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, or like go into their car <laughs> and like, you know, throw their insurance onto the back seat or something like no. that, you know. Yeah, well, I was upset. I mean, I was so bullied. I had to kind of get some vengeance. Yeah, well, at some point, if I have free time, I'll make you a real Catwoman costume. Well, it's kind of, we'll talk about it for the upcoming quartet, because it's, oh. the, the the piece as we're talking about our icons in that quartet. You want a black pleather Barrels moment. towards that. Maybe. I don't want to say what it is on the, on, on, for the viewers, so oh, people it... can be surprised. For the viewers, for the listeners. We're going to, I think we should turn this podcast into videos. A vlog. Yeah. Let's start vlogging it up. Just vlogging here and there. We'll see what happens. So, um, Death Becomes Her. Phenomenal. The Witches. Excellent. Batman Returns. Fine. Not great, but her. her. I mean, she deserves right. an Oscar It was Michael for that. Keaton. Michael Keaton's Danny fine. DeVito. Fine. Great. Yeah, he, he was, was great. Really, he was actually, the yeah. right for the Penguin. So great. He was it. Yeah, he was really great. But other, really is that all, all the Michelle villains Pfeiffer. in that movie? Um... Well, I mean, Max Schreck is actually the worst villain. Right. In, in a way. I mean, he's this, he's, uh, you know, he's the Donald Trump. I've never, never Trump. cared about a comic book in my life, but I love a comic book movie. Yeah, I agree. Though there's none out right. Oh, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Which right. I saw. You still haven't seen I it. I need to see it. I just, the idea of sitting around people right now outside of the performances I've gone to go see, I just don't But, you know, to. movie theaters are cold. I love that. And that's important. I love that. Well, so was the Met last night. Twas. It was. It was, you know, air-conditioned in there. I'm segueing us into that we saw whipped cream last night. We saw whipped cream. It and was... we interviewed James beforehand. Right. And our, so the he'll, love be, of our lives. he'll be the interview. Um, he's not with us right now. Mm-mm. But he was with us yesterday. He was. As we sat in the swamp air outside <sighs> of the Met and oh, God, interviewed him so outside. Hot. It was hard. But yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah. But we're going to so. talk about our experience post that, seeing the actual show, which was my second time seeing it. It was your second time seeing Jack's it. Jack's first time yep. seeing it. Yeah. And um, 
the most expensive children's theater show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I mean, uh, where to start? It's uh, an incredibly elaborate uh, and expensive production. It is expensive. It is, it is elaborate and it isn't elaborate. Uh, it was just, um, you know, what it was. It was exactly what it was. Yeah. It was, it, I was like, I'm at a fantasy thing. I'm trying to go to this fantasy thing. And, um, right. and yet, uh, here we are feeling like tomorrow might be, uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Right. So, and I'm also in an audience surrounded by a majority of, uh, white people mm-hmm. and, um, and families. Right. And, you know, leaping to their feet at the end. And I, so I kept thinking, what are, what are we thinking about here? And I'm not saying we need to be thinking politically all the time. And, you know, I've been, I, it's not like I'm spending all my time reading the news or only watching political performance pieces. So I was curious about, oh, well, in the history of these sort of fantasy children ballets Mm -hmm. that adults are also going to go to. Right. I'm, I was curious about the dramaturgical history in it. I think that Alexei Rotmansky is not a politically driven choreographer, which has been clear in some interviews that we've seen from him. He's <laughs> a little bit... I don't know if he's clueless to these things or if mm-hmm. they're not at the front of his mind, but he's very focused on like the task at hand. Uh-huh. And so for him, he was like, there is this score by Richard Strauss, which has been a failure of a ballet in the past, in the 20s. And he was like, I can resurrect this concept and I'm going to make this like fantastical thing with Mark Ryden for American Ballet Theater. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of that for him was like, I'm going to say something about the present political climate or this mm-hmm. is going to be commentary on anything. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, you know, for you to make work which is fantasy driven or not sure. necessarily like a commentary on anything of great importance, mm-hmm. that's fine. It was mm-hmm. a $5 production. Right. This is, this cost $3 million. Right. So, like, we have to just put that in context. Like, what is worth $3 million nowadays? Right. I don't know. And and I, and I when and in talking about it, and when you think about a Hollywood blockbuster that uh, might not be Wonder exactly. Woman, that is just, you know, men blowing up men in fast cars or something that costs, oh. you know, $150 million. $150 million. Like $50 million is a low budget, actually. And you're just like, well... I mean, it's, I'm kind of, it is this thing about art is either putting you to sleep or it's waking you up. Mm. What was Sleeping Beauty, I felt woken up to, to extreme beauty. Yeah. And for Ratmansky to take us back to like. I'm talking about Ratmansky Sleeping Beauty, just to clarify. And Ratmansky Sleeping Beauty, he went back and basically reconstructed what was the original intention of Sleeping Beauty using notation and whatever records existed from the past. And what he ended up doing for the audience is really helping us to understand fully why this happened in the first place. Because now we've seen such watered down versions of Sleeping Beauty as time has gone on. And now it just feels like... And real like Cirque du Soleil version. Oh yeah. Like now we're just seeing like the same steps executed by people and we're comparing the execution. Yep. And suddenly, we're really watching the ballet. Yeah. The ballet's been illustrated beautifully. It's this incredible Richard Hudson designs. It's like it was, uh, unbelievable. It's one of my favorite things I've yeah. seen. Yeah, it was like getting to look at like an incredibly sort of decadent, beautiful painting or something. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, like this is about beauty. Yes. It doesn't have to be about anything Correct. else. Correct. 
Correct. It, there was a historical context inside of it all as well, inside yes. of a form that I care about. And a lot about. of rigor in yes. terms of like the restraint with which the dancers had to work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you always get that with Romanski, which yeah. is so nice. It, and I think that's why reviews for whipped cream have been good. I think there's like a love affair happening with Romanski, and mm-hmm. I think it's always heartening for the critics to see American Ballet Theater like having an identity now. Mm-hmm. Having this identity, which isn't just like, oh, these are like all people who are good at ballet. Mm-hmm. Now there's a kind of style that's coming along with this company, which mm-hmm. is new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about uh, something I saw that you didn't see, which had what? Our producer, Jeremy, wants us to take a break. And sure. I think he's right, because I'm hot. I'd like an air conditioning break. All right, we'll take a break. And break. Well, here we are with James Whiteside. Hi, James. Hi, James. Oh my god. <laughs> Hi, James. Hi, Reed. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, James. I like Hi, to, Reed. I like to set the scene for the listeners. Yeah, because um, we have children in the background. We're sitting just right on the um, the edge of Avery Fisher Hall and sort of... <laughs> we're on the edge of Glory. Kitty corner from the Met. I can uh-huh. see State Theater. Yeah, I It's it. not the Coke Theater, as we know. It's New York State it's Theater. It's New York State Theater forever and always. Because as Jack has said in the past on our podcast, he's a murderer. Yeah. They're yeah, murderers. Yeah, the brothers are murderers. Cool. Um, <laughs> they subscribed, but... Yeah. We're just trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking a Coke right now. Is that Coke? No. no what? Oh. Is a nice coffee? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love Diet Coke. Sun Diet Coke. Yeah, exactly. James Whitehead has his own podcast, and he wants his sponsor to be Diet Coke. You know the jingle. I wrote that, you know. You did? That's yeah. amazing. I'm so good at stuff. James uh, is drinking so dark liquid from a clear plastic cup with ice, so it could have very well been... Um, Jack is now showing me his turmeric kombucha yeah. because he wants you to know that he is still a health witch. Yep, still drinking turmeric. He's also wearing full witch regalia, yeah. black Japanese cotton fashion top by Marine yes. Penvern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, wow, that was incredible. You really did it. Well, you do right work in me. fashion. Yeah. You do work in fashion. And you're wearing um, one of the shirts that uh, we both got. Head to got. toe Uniqlo. Head to toe Women's Uniqlo. Clothes. Yep. Same. <laughs> Same. It's not really happening. There's people behind us, and, and they're chatting about something. So you oh, might hear some of their interview. We're not here to talk about each other. We're talking about James yeah. today. Yeah. We're talking about James. We're here with James. James, how are you? I'm so good, you guys. Week uh, seven of the Met. Uh, week wow. seven. How many weeks are there? Eight. So you're, you're in the home stretch. Yes. What ballet is next week? Next week, I do three ballets. I do the Nutcracker Parada. I do Tchaikovsky Parada by capital H-I-M. And I, yeah, and I do After Effect by Marcello. I designed it. Mm-hmm. Did I see After Effect? No. Probably. No? It was last no. fall. No, I don't think no. so. No. I saw the one you did for the, your gala back in the day. Yes. This is like the, new, the Nouveau Riche one. Oh, yes. It's like extended version. <laughs> yes. And the costumes mar- are, are really... Fabulous! I look amazing in it. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we, we we ruffled a few feathers at ABT with these costumes. I think are they it, risque? Well, some people weren't crazy about wearing like semi uncomfortable, semi sheer white unishards. Oh, that sounds fierce. <laughs> they're they're fun. No, they're yeah. not unflattering. No. Everyone, get into that. So, and and tonight I'm going to be seeing you dance in. Whipped cream, I dance. Whipped cream. Prince coffee. 
Uh-huh. I'm drinking myself right now. Wow. wow. That's why you're having a coffee Some before. Some people can do that. You need a lot of upper back flexibility. Yeah, so, like, I've, I've remu- removed a few ribs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend That's Jared fun. could do that in high school. Not Jared Angle. Different Jared. No, he has a boxy body like me. I'm sure he cannot. He cannot. He won't. No. Um... I realize that this gets edited, so we can like. You can say whatever we want. I sometimes feel a pressure to just be like. Going and all of that. Well, what I like. Can you hear them? People want to sit even closer to our podcast so they could be on it. We should interview them. That's just what's happening. I need to know where he got those sunglasses. You want to know where he got those sunglasses? I need to know. I'm thinking C V S. Looks like honey. <laughs> they're giving me they're, on your nose. I feel heat, but there's no Do you want my umbrella? I have an umbrella. I'll be okay. Do you want two umbrellas? Actually I can't wear this hat. I feel crazy. How you I'll look so hot right now. It's like your whole body's drenching. Is that why this is going slower? Because we're sitting outside. Soon I literally won't be able to think. I'll just have like one boiled brain, please. Wow. I'll have one boiled brain. Okay. So tonight you're doing um the newest Alexei Ratmansky ballet. Oh my god, can you imagine something like no, that? No, like of all the people to sit near us, he's the worst. It's amazing. Well, he just really wants to do it. He wants to be on the podcast. But, you I know, like it's that just, they're called it's, podcasts. Can what do you we want change them to be it? called? Radio shows. Radio shows? Oh. Yeah, it's a radio show. That's yeah, good. it is a radio Podcast show. sounds like something from, you know, what's that movie where all the old people... Oh, Cocoon. Cocoon. I feel like Ew. I'm sitting in Cocoon right now. Yeah. But I'm up at Lincoln Center. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Truly the it's same. It's really just like, isn't coming to Lincoln Center just like being in the movie Cocoon? <laughs> Dunk me in a pool and call I mean, me granny. Honey, every time I come up here, I'm just like, I'm young. It's really, you know, because I teach college. Yeah. And that makes me feel old. Yes, all I have yes, to do is yes. come to Lincoln Center and feel young. Well, people I'll live up here. Like, gross. dancers choose to live up here and it's mind I would live here yeah you would that makes sense but you're an old person right I've always wanted an apartment like two blocks from Lincoln Center I mean that I want want to shoot like you know shoots and ladders yeah I want to shoot directly to the stage yeah I want my whole life to be like in a five block radius Uh yeah you should live in Boston oh no one lives there literally no one lives there no my friend Adrena lives there with her two babies. She I know Adrena. Yeah, you do. You dance together. No, we never danced together. Oh, you did not overlap. Mm-mm. So anyways, J- uh, James used to dance at the Boston Ballet where he started out and he became a principal dancer after a few years. And then he came to New York to be an ABT, which was so wonderful and became a principal so quickly. And I had I knew James from when he was in Boston Ballet. I, I made a costume for him for a show that he was in for Avi Sure. Yes. And then, um, and then I was at the Met one night seeing the ballet, and there was James, and we were chatting. And it was right then that we were like, we're going to be bosom friends, like yes. Anne of Green Gables and Diana. Yes. And. Oh my God, who's who? I must be Diana. You, right? no, you are Anna Green Gables, oh, and Reed is Diana. Well, you're Diana, really. I am not because Diana's hair. like prissy, and she's like, oh, I got sick from this cordial, whereas I'd like have done that in a line of coke. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I like party Anna Green Gables. I am Diana, and you are Anne. Okay. Yeah, because you like. I do pull, feel like you Anne. You pull me along. You encourage me to do things like when we did. When I learned your music video. Yes, and you fell off the box. I fell off the stage. <laughs> well, that was insane. We were on, we were on, three of us were on two uh, three by three boxes, three feet. So that was, what is that? Six, six by. I don't know. Uh, what, three by six, right? Six by 18 feet, 18 square feet. No, oh yes. But in linear. 
uh, it wasn't enough and there was one a box and sort of missing from a corner and I definitely doing a shuffle back in a what red are you high talking heel. about so um so I did Bert, it, yeah. Bert Johnson and I I'm learned so hot by the way I just put my hand on my shirt and came out just like wet, soaking wet that we're recording this outside it's, it's just it's like, gonna be interesting is it are we'll you ready to out. quit? <laughs> no, no. We'll just keep going. Let's just keep pressing through it. Well, so years ago when James was new to New York City, he was like, I need to do my my famous music video as a live performance oh, yeah, at, at the... Suzanne Barsh party on top. Of what? On the top of the standard right. in LeBain. Right, right, right. And yeah, Where you, you can like fall directly off the stage and into the pool. And I, well... I didn't fall in the pool. That would have been better. That would have been Johnson is handsome. I'm really into it. Well, honey, ring her up. Hey, Bert Johnson. We'll, like, hashtag her on this yeah. episode. She Hi, Burr. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Burr is actually right now hosting um, a party at his apartment he lives at with his boyfriend, Stephen, which is right near the kitchen, and then they're all going to go they see the They live in Kyler. Chelsea? Yeah. Wow, how did they do that? Stephen's <laughs> um, parents own the apartment. They're oh. Chinese, and they live there. Okay. Not that that has anything to do with home ownership, but... <laughs> Whatever. I'm just going to go with it. Good for them. I'm glad they live by the kitchen. Um, and then they're going to go I see I live by Kyle a kitchen, show. too. Which one? My own kitchen. Oh, yeah. That's and I have a living room. James had an unworking kitchen for some time. For the majority of my first year James, that I... James, you don't cook. Do you? He does. No. He... I mean, I can. They did a story about it in Jets <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> What's that? The problem is... Exactly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Maybe that's why I've never been on the cover. Of Dance Magazine? Because <laughs> I'm rude. No, you haven't been on the cover of Dance Magazine because you're too gay. I'm too G-A-Y. That you. must be Has it. Jeff Sirio been on the cover of anything? No. Well, wow, Jeff Sirio is so he's good. He's a baby. He has. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I love Jeff Sirio. Hey, Jeff Sirio. Hi, Call Jeff. me. Yeah, right? Yeah, we'll hashtag Jeff Sirio. He really is. He's, he's the bee's knees. Jeff yeah. Sirio. And he's a phenomenal dancer. Phenomenal dancer. Kind, well-dressed. Um... <laughs> What else? Oh, wow, well, my mind's like going blank. I, I feel like Elizabeth Taylor and suddenly I can't believe right you prepare now. for these. Well, I don't, but I just, I was on the train today and I was, you were our guest and I just thought, I have so many wonderful things to say about you. So don't mm-hmm. don't say them. That's no, I'm crazy. Say them. Just you say them and then I'll say them. Okay, I'm going to read James directly Leo, from, my, from my little mini boat notebook. It says, James is in a, I wrote this on the train. Uh-huh. So my, my grandmother's scroll is not quite as beautiful as it usually is. <laughs> So it says, James is an amazing dancer (laughs) 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 and an important representative of the gay existence inside of the dance community. I agree. I almost was going to say the gay community, but I... What's that? Some people have problems with that gay community, like whatever that means. What's wrong with the community? Everyone loves the community. We're all like a human community. We're a human, right. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we're all bones. We're all just bones of... (laughs) You right. know, like stardust and such. Yeah. And, Skeletons and stardust. There is some pressure inside of the ballet world because there's an inherent homophobia, which is like ironic inside oh. of something that seems so gay. <laughs> Hello, honey. Um, but it's not. It's not outward though. It's like sort of latent homophobia. It's quiet. It's like a silent killer. Yeah, a and you've experienced killer. it. You have definitely experienced it. <laughs> I know. Let it out, James. But it, Let it out. In, even in experiencing it, you haven't you haven't been deterred. She doesn't fold. That is one thing for sure She's about Miss no James Whiteside. I yeah. will not be cowed. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do what you want, honey. You're gonna do what you want. I love in that new video where they like 
quickly go around the map. They're like, look at this and look at that, and here's all these expensive things for whipped cream, and here's something for the opera. And all of a sudden, it's like Prince Coffee, played by James Whiteside, who's also a rapper and a drag queen. Oh, did but you not see this? Today. That's a must. Did you see it's that? So yeah, no, no, I saw it. Yeah, it's really good, that. actually. It's I was so like, you good. the New York Times gets me. I swear, okay, they get well, me. Sometimes there's like, well, one person at the New York Times who no, does not also, get you, but he doesn't like, get me. Either. I'd like to know. If you had any idea about all the stuff in that video. Okay, so there's a video that the New York Times just put out, which is like a seven-minute video that shows you everything going on behind the scenes at the Met, of Quickly. which there's a it's million brilliant. things. Yeah. There's there's like the, the Met Orchestra rehearsing with Esapekka Salin and Mahler's First Symphony for performance at Carnegie Hall. I didn't even know that was a possibility while you guys were in season. Nor, I didn't know they were even there. And there's like, there's a the statue huge, for Tosca. huge costume yeah. shops, huge set shops, the wig shops. The hat with thousands of wigs. Yeah, it's and just then, all going on. I mean, I'm really only aware of the ABT stuff going on. Right. But I guess there are other people, like, haunting the corners of the Met while we're there. It's amazing. Really Where are. do they enter and exit? They must be able to teleport. Or maybe there's a flu network, like Harry Potter. Oh, that's probably mm -hmm. true. I think that's what it is. Like, I'm sure. looking at the Met as we speak. As the temperature is beginning to plummet, thank, thank God. God. Blessed be. Oh praise be. Under his eye. Under his eye. I, you guys, I can't. <laughs> I know. I we're not, about we're not doing it. Okay. It's so upsetting. I really get so triggered every time Handmaid's Tale is on in my house. And then I have bad dreams. Every time it's Are on, you no. It? You have to choose to watch it. It's he, on no, Hulu. Jeremy puts it on. Oh. And then I walk by and I'm like, what's happening? Happening. And then the next thing I know, it's, you know, Elizabeth Moss getting the soles of her feet whipped. And I'm just like, I can't. But also, did you get to see her doing... an abrasive massage. <laughs> did you get to see the sexy parts? No, because I When just... she bangs the driver, that's pretty hot. It's really good. Well, Reed's obsessed with that guy. Hey, that guy. Hashtag, let's hashtag that guy. Call yeah, me. Yeah, like, this will be his favorite podcast. What is the name of that guy? Max Minghella. Max Minghella, call Reed. Burr Johnson, call James Whiteside. Mm -hmm. Jeff Serio, call me. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Summer, summer crushes. <laughs> it's all going to work out for us. Now that we have a podcast. Podcasts. Um, Radio shows. But yeah, I mean, the thing... And then when did I meet you, James? We met... I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I you just remember, remember you, like, waxing on about how your mom had just died. And I was like, had. I just met you. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I, we went and yeah. we got a donut at the donut shop I by see, Abrams. I see, that's the part that I'm not sure is right, because would I eat a donut? Maybe I got a coffee. I got a donut. You, you got a donut looked and I got why, why, at why were you meeting near Abrams? Why? I don't know. I don't know either, James. Oh, I know, because we were doing the benefit for Abrams. But you must have met prior to that. I don't remember. No, I remember you and I went and got a salad, and we had that talk, and you talked about Dan, and about, like, how Dan used to be a retail queen, and then you were, no, a figure skater, and then you were like... I don't remember any of this. I don't remember All anyhow, I remember anyhow. is you telling me a, about your dead mom, mom. How, your dead mom, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know you, but you are going in right now. Yeah, well, I like to, you know, go right on in. I mean, right I away. was very entertained. Yeah. yeah. And now Dead Mothers is something you guys have in common? Yes. It is, it's true. How has that been? High five. Um... For who? For James? James? Well, it's a different kind of grieving the two of you are going through. I feel like James and I grieve in probably a similar way. She's a Leo, I'm an Aquarius, and uh, we have things to do. So <laughs> it really kind of, you know... You know, I have, I have something to say about this. So uh, yesterday was the year, mm -hmm. wow. I guess, anniversary. I hate calling it that because... That's fucking weird. Death anniversary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, death anniversary. anniversary. And like, a bunch of people texted me, texted me like family, and they were like thinking of you on this day, which is so nice. But I'm, 
I I just don't know how I feel about that. It made me uncomfortable uncomfortable because it made me feel like I should be weeping in a corner somewhere. Right. And I'm not gonna do that. Right. Um and I am struck with emotion at unpredictable times, and I cannot plan feelings. Mm. Right. So, for one day to be the day that I miss my mother is just dumb as a can of worms. Right. <laughs> Same. I think, well, and grief is so... I mean, my dad died in January, and that... I, for months, I didn't... I couldn't even really feel anything. I mean, I was working, really working, and then school ended, and then... It'll be something, you know, like two days ago I thought, oh wow, both my parents are dead and then I had all these feelings and I don't know, then I read a book. You know, there's something that feels very, um, like check it off the list about support. Mm. And I really appreciate people's sentiments, but I find them to be on the to-do list. Oh, when people say, like, you know, text me saying thing, yes, and yeah. I am guilty as well. Mm-hmm. Dan's grandmother just passed, and mm-hmm. I did the thing where I sent, you know, text messages to the family because it's what you're supposed to do. But it all seems so phony. Phony, yes, yeah. and I care, and I feel bad, and I do wish them happiness, and you know the ability to deal with this grief but at the same time is me sending a text message being like thinking of you really that nice maybe i remember a friend of mine when her a friend of hers passed and she posted about it on facebook and i sent her a text i wasn't going to write on facebook about it i, I have a harder time expressing yeah. deep sentiment on that channel Tea but queen. i sent her text saying i'm thinking of you and energy that is created never dies that's a that's science, not God. I believe in science, and uh, she was very appreciative of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just need to, like, think of different ways to express my support, because the obligatory thinking of you kisses, you know, like, mm-hmm. is really just nauseating. Take a video and send it. Yeah, just That's always good. That way they can whole keep pick. it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I like to do that at people's birthdays. I, I take a video of me singing happy birthday and then I send it to them. Bella and I did that for Reed and she was completely topless. Do you, do you remember that? I do. We were on a gig and we were just, like, desnudo in our dressing room. Somewhat nutcracker-ish. Yeah. It was very fun. It was great. I visit that video every once in a while just to catch a peek of Cindy's nip. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy, Cindy topless. Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. I mean, really wow. nailing it. I'll have to have Belle on this. Um, real quick, you're dancing whipped cream today. You're playing Prince Coffee. Are you enjoying doing this role? Um, I mean, sometimes yes and sometimes no. Uh, I like the style more than the steps. Mm, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of running in circles and just general aerobics that I could do without. <laughs> I would like to stop for a moment uh, to luxuriate in the music, uh, and it is a marathon. So this is a fast one. Is uh, the show fast, or I, how long is the show that I'm about to it's see? A, it's an extremely short show. It's an hour. It's a Disney movie. How long? Um, Hour and a half. Oh, I'm yeah. so happy. I was just thinking today that I don't want to see anything over 90 minutes ever again unless you it's picked a movie. the right ballet. Great. Um, I just feel like the steps are um, really beautiful, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd like a little bit more freedom within them. Mm-hmm. Um, the style is, in my opinion, um, 
Pepe Le Pew, Old Hollywood. That's fun. Um, like to be Berkeley. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm doing to make it, I don't know, relevant for me is creating something different than Prince Albrecht, Prince Siegfried. You know, all these. You know, just princes. Corn princes, you corn, know. The artist formerly known as Corn Prince. <laughs> corn Prince. Oh, we were talking about corn princes. Oh, and you were talking about Prince Prince. I get what it. What are corn princes? Someone you know, from the Midwest who's a prince. Exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, corn I'm talking prince. about like Idaho Prince. <laughs> potato Prince. <laughs> a potato corn Prince. Corn Prince. I, I just made it up. Like a oh. prince that is. <laughs> <laughs> you're like standard Prince. You're you're Blonde. you're maize Prince. Okay, you're uh-huh. staple. Maize Prince. Uh huh. Exactly. Corn a corn Prince okay. or a potato Prince. Wow. Well, really What's like, your favorite role you've something. done this season? You love Giselle. I love Giselle because, I mean, who doesn't love a cape drama? You know, <laughs> you get to do all of those. I love things when you die. I mean, I like can I can do those. Yeah. Some people do brises, right? Yes. And you do ceases. Yes, because I like David. I like to. Of course. Try and do more each time I do the ballet. Yeah. And I'm trying to get up to like a hundred, you know? You won't. I won't. I'll die. Can you imagine? I just, it would be great though if you just kept going like without pointed feet, without any (laughs) plie. That's what I had Carling do last summer. Oh yeah. I just made her do those until, remember? That's how she dies. She had to do those and she's just totally dead by the end. It'd be phenomenal to just watch someone do like unshaped sautés in like any position for as long as they could. I don't like that. Well, it sounds like you do. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Argument. <laughs> um, I, I like doing that. Um, I like Siegfried when I feel like I can do He's it. He's from Swan Lake. Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. I really have enjoyed pretty much everything this mm-hmm. season. The astrologer was difficult because it was like a hunchback, you know, character role. <laughs> with but like a giant, like, with a hook nose beard. I mean, but then again, I say that, but I still, like, went in. You know what I mean? Do you get sweaty you always in that role? In. Pardon the part, Do you get sweaty in astrologer? From Absolutely like, melting. I'm in a velvet look, <laughs> like, God. plastic glitter velvet. Do you always have velvet on in Ratmansky dances? It appears so, yes. Right. The queen loves uh-huh. a real thickening velvet. <laughs> and that is, it should be Ratmansky's first bio line. The queen loves a real thickening velvet. She also lives for a lot of steps all at once. Yeah. And the third thing, C of all, MacArthur genius. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Did she get one of those? Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> They're handing out that. Uh, cool. I can't wait when to get When are we going to get ours? I know. Seriously. Yeah. All three of us. Mm-hmm. Gayest people in dance. <laughs> genius gays. Genius gays. Go into the genius That's redundant. <laughs> Uh, kind of. I don't know. I could take you some places you know, where you'd be like, wow, dumb as a box of hair. Um, uh, so your favorite role was... I don't have uh, a favorite. That's like, like I hate that question. It, it's stupid. Oh. I'm sorry. Wow, why don't you go Do fuck you yourself? <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous. Well, it's not something yourself. you can be... You know, it's like being like, who's your favorite I, like, I'm not asking that question for me, James. I'm asking that question for your fans. I don't have any fans. Wow. I have just air conditioners. Yeah. yeah. May your well, future be lit you, by I the mean, bridges burning behind you. As, as far as like <laughs> fandom in the world of dance goes, James has many fans. Yeah, and he I has mean, many a fan. And I was thinking today about like notoriety in ballet over the course of like the 20th and now the 21st century, and I was like, who's been like 
famous in the real sense of the word. And I was like... Oh, a real sense of fame. Well, like, Nureyev and Fontaine were uh-huh. famous in their time. Sure. And then and Misha. And Uh-huh. Right. Galsy a little. Galsy a little. Sort of. A little. And then it I was like... I want to have on the show. There was this moment where center stage happened where, like, Sasha and Ethan had a, a oh, yeah. real little moment. Oh, yeah. And then Misty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, David, did you say David Halberg in here? But if but if you were to go to like the Midwest and say what ballet dancer have you heard of, they'd say Misty Copeland, and sure, they wouldn't sure. say David. He's a little like he's a New York Times kind of fame. He's on the yeah. cover of the Lombok. Exactly. All right, honey. Full fashion editorial, yeah, yeah, European yeah. fashion magazine. Absolutely. We're not seeing him here. Sure, performer. Um, but. James has like a humongous Instagram and social media following, which oh. is like a new way now that mm-hmm. dancers are getting notoriety. Well, she's also a drag queen, and yeah, and a rapper. She has other interests. <laughs> her mm-hmm. rapper, rapper. Why That's what it say says that? in the New York Times. Oh uh, yeah, are you a rapper? He raps on some of his tracks. No, I mean when, when I make music, a lot of it is. Ra- I don't know. I don't know what to call it because I literally just scream into a microphone and call it music. Right. <laughs> um, I write things down in my little journal on the train or on a plane. Get all the little SAB queens. All the little SAB queens. <laughs> oh, where? They went to Sephora to get. They're all on their way back to the dorm. Oh, the SAB queens are heading back to their dorm. They went to Whole Foods oh, and got so granola. Cute. All girls and one little boy queen. Yes. Oh. They got their kind bars and their kombuchas. They have no kombuchas. No, they did not. They didn't get kombuchas. They got like Annie's mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I should let them know. Ding, ding. Kind bars, queen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yours is yours is call me. Mine is kind bars. Um, Yeah, you have well because you're a multifaceted queen. That's something I I love about James. As I love about anyone, someone who does more than one thing. I my question about the social media. uh, Did you just yawn for that? I love sure. that. You are, thank God you're not <laughs> going to the show. You're going to sleep. I am going. You're coming yeah, to the show tonight? Yeah. Are you going to sit with us? No. no. Oh, but we'll meet at intermission, and we should talk during intermission about what we think of the show so far. Oh. Or not. Save it for the podcast. Well, we would talk into a microphone. Oh. This one. This big but phallic microphone. What I, what I, what I, my question was for James, since you have, like, you know, 100,000 plus Instagram followers, mm-hmm. do you feel like... Do you feel like it's just a useful tool, or does it make you feel connected, and does it give you some joy? Oh, I wish people could see his face right now. Oh, Jeremy, I wish we'd had your phone out. But it's too late. The he was over. doing a real fun Rothbard moment. Um, he just squinted, and I, th- th- it looked like the answer was no. But what was your answer? Um, <laughs> you know, in a while, we're going to feel very silly. You mean like when Handmaid's Tale happens in real life? <laughs> Pretty much. I just, what brings me joy is um, writing stupid captions, um, finding ways to be a little stupid, a little witty. Um, what does not bring me joy is feeling like I'm peddling my wares. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's important, but it has brought me opportunities that I cannot ignore. You know, that it is directly a result of having a, you know, air bunny quotes, um, popular Instagram page. And I'm not, I mean, when you think about it, I'm, it's not even that popular. No, you're not like famous. At all. Yeah. Famous. You're yeah. no Beyonce. It's a real, it's a real like 
F list or like G list. Right. You know? And I... You're on the G list. The uh, gay list. <laughs> but as far as you can go, girl. I mean, do you know what I... Like, let's think about fame gays. Alan Cumming. Oh, are we making lists? I, but like actual... Actual... <laughs> no, I'm talking about actual fame if you want to talk about Instagram followers and that yeah. kind of thing. Well, there are the a very lot of gay, gay Instagrams, like, thoughts who just, like, show their hole and get, you know, like, half a million oh, moments, you yeah, know? But, that's, but they're not really, you know, what, famous to what? Famous for being attractive. Oh, okay. But, and then they get what? They're on TV, they're on a what? They're on your They phone. get a lot of poon. Um, you know, I don't understand. Money. I mean, it's hard for money. me. I'm trying to find a balance between witty intelligence mm-hmm. via text and content. Um, informational, this is what I'm doing, you can come see me here, get into mm-hmm. ballet, dumb. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you say dumb cunts? <laughs> yes, get into gonna, ballet, dumb cunts. I'm like, I'm really trying to get people woke on the ballet front because it's kind of good, you know? Can be. Yeah. Just like anything. We like it. Can and be. Reed and I tend to like it. Read more than me, probably. I understand very much why the people showed up to my page. They want to see a touch of the skin, Henny, touch all of the skin. Yes, lots of sinuous horse muscles. They want to see a horse in a dance belt, and uh, I'm trying to not hate myself while doing this, and I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I don't think you have to hate yourself because I think for you, you have a platform that's very important, especially to like young gay men which shows that, like, there's no need to, like, be anything other than what you are and to, like, explore of whatever interest you may have. Because, like, I feel like you have so much play inside of your, like, life practice. Mm. And that, I think that's really great information for other people to not feel like you must be anything. Mm. James Whiteside happens to be, like, a great ballet dancer, but he also, like, the inner child in him wants to make songs and it wants to do drag and it wants to cook a chicken pot pie. So like all and those things. It wants to order an Indian. Yeah. I mean, it's really. I think that that is. It really does. I think that, in terms of especially where we're at at this point in our, you know, post thirty, gay lives. What are we also passing on, and in what ways are we being role models? Right. And that is something that I do see you consider. Well, I. I mean. It is not important important to me to be a role model. Right. It is important to me to be unapologetic, to uh, not be afraid. And if by accident I lead by example, um, I am thrilled. I am not cultivating my behavior in, with, order. in order to inspire right. the children no. in a certain way. And uh, I appreciate when people do that and I know a lot of people have made their careers on such behavior kudos them um, but I, I there's too much selfishly that I want to do with my life uh, creatively and you know non-creatively just yeah. for fun to you live. Know? I mean you were yeah. a Leo to the max queen I was thinking today how there's a kind of danger in taking your art practice too seriously yes and what it does is it makes for this very like self-important yep. quality that makes the work incredibly boring and or indulgent absolutely and manipulative and I think that where's the humanity right. right and for you like that doesn't exist which I think is that's what we love about it and here's the thing too with you know as we keep saying the children 
they're smart and they can tell when they're being manipulated and it's why there's over so much of the content that's being pushed at yeah. them because they I think that's the thing of that that is what is role model esque to me is someone who's living the life they want to live and making the things they want to make. And then it's just whoever catches that. And that one thing isn't for everybody. Yeah. That's why there's so many angles. But to be an out gay man living your life big, even if you weren't performing or being on Instagram, that to me in this time is revolutionary enough. Well, I feel very fortunate that I have a skill. Honey, you do. Oh, you have so many. You know, because uh, I would find this whole peddling one's wares via social media yep. extremely empty if you were just like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, like I, I don't How know. humiliating if you don't have like something you're good at, <laughs> like being pretty or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's a God, skill in God a way. bless them, though. Well, I mean, in this way, you're, you get born with it. I do find it. there is a fine line. I There are times when I feel like I'm rebelling against myself, in a way, with um, my own portrayal. Mm. Sometimes I, I find I'm trying to be so authentic with myself that I go off the rails and become like a caricature of my own authenticity. Oh, gorgeous. I don't know what that means. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. We all do that. I would say you do that. I can do that. James does that. I think it, what you're also talking about, and I don't want to get too philos, but it's the break of the ego. Yeah. It is a, it is a kind of, I think what's most exciting when, for me anyway, is finding out what's left when I'm not inside of a bunch of trappings, which is then about breaking apart the way you're even perceived. Mm. And if you spent all your time in front of a mirror or pleasing parents or trying to please society, then what you, in reaction to that, it's about breaking all of that apart, I think. And then you find something far more free. Well, in, in like, decidedly not trying to please society, you end up really trying to please yourself by not trying to please society. It's really like eating your ass. Like, ooh, that feels good, but I'm eating my ass. You feel like you tip into, you feel like you tip into, like, cyclical ass eating sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's a real, like, a real self-human centipede, <laughs> you know? A snake wheel. <laughs> a real Ouroboros. Right. Listen, uh, the snake to... wheel of the ego break. A new book by James Whiteside. <laughs> Just like, what? I was listening to an episode of the podcast, Ray. and somebody was talking about, like, an organization that they work for. Uh-huh. And they were was going it the CIA. Yes. Yeah. And they were going on and on CIA about like podcast. how wonderful it is, and it seemed like there was there was um it was so phony. Uh huh. And you can see right through it. Uh huh. And that makes me sick. Sure. Well, you... I don't know if that's related to what we're talking about. I'm literally sweating out of every. Part <laughs> I know. Of my I'm body. sweating a lot too. My stomach is wet. That's so Mine strange. Too. Mine too. Really yeah, we have to really sit up straight. So our we roles were just basically thinking about things we don't like. So maybe this is a good time to think about garbage, medium, and wonderful. As a, because James, on your podcast, you have hitch or not, not hitch. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out some things, and you can say garbage, whether medium, you think they're or garbage, wonderful. medium, or wonderful. Um, Balanchine. Wonderful. Uh, I mean, obviously wonderful. wonderful. I miss her so much. Miss uh, her every day. Miss you, Mr. B. Um, I feel like we would have fought. Sure. No, no, I don't think he fought I, much. He I wasn't a fighter. I feel like that's a Jerry Robbins thing. Yeah. I think you and Jerry Robbins would have fought. 
The two top. queens with big ideas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jerry Robbins. Oh, wonderful. Love. So wonderful. Reed is. I'm a. What are we doing? Medium? Garbage, medium, or wonderful? Sometimes wonderful, sometimes medium. Okay. I mean, okay. I really feel so much for, for Jerry because one of the first experiences I had with dance was West Side Story. Oh. And I recall I would grab one of my mother's legal pads and write down like the steps and the lyrics and I would just like rewind numbers and just start wow. them over and, like and I just like study as a 8 year old West Side Story I really I did that with Vogue um, <laughs> also by Jerry Robbins <laughs> well same yeah one of the last things Jerry Robbins choreographed <laughs> Uh, it's true. It's on the podcast now. It's true. Um, uh, let's see. Reed, you pick one. Oh, it doesn't have to be dancing. Things. No, it can be anything. Bananas. Medium. Um, wonderful. I'd say if I take a break from them, wonderful. But yeah. if it's like All too the time, much. I get it. I just, uh, Sorry, guys. We're going to have to um, close these. Okay. Heavy winds coming. Great. Okay. Heavy winds are coming. We'll do it in one second. We have to move for two minutes, I guess. I guess we'll just wrap it up. Well, we need to move. Oh, because James, you have to go right now? I mean, I sort of do. Yeah. Okay, let's say something that actually wraps this up. Okay. I have to go. Okay, well, James we, has to leave, we did bananas. And we yeah. love him dearly, and the best thing about James is that most of the time we spend it with him is just at his apartment watching TV and eating pizza. So True. it's a real friendship. This isn't phony baloney, which is the... That's the... That's the that's theme the of this goat, podcast. We don't like real. baloney or phony. Those are garbage. Yeah. Thank you, James. We or love medium. you so I love you guys. We love you, James. You're wonderful, both Sorry, of guys. you. And we're back in the studio, meaning my apartment. So now I'm going to talk about a show that only I saw, uh... That had a very different budget, <laughs> and that was Adrian Trescott's asking for it. She's been doing this show for three years, and it is um, a stand-up comedy rape show. So it is the the structure of it is going to be a, a stand-up comedy show that, and the content is going to be about rape, and um, it is it it begins hilarious and uncomfortable. And just continues on. It is so incredible. It was so incredible. I um, uh, I remember when she'd done it before, and she was just doing it again at uh, Joe's Pub. And uh, so Jeremy and I went to go see it. And she, uh, I don't want to give too many things away because people should see it. Yeah, go see it. It is. It is a piece to see. I was. I told her afterwards that I. I, I that I want to have her on. I love Adrian. We got to spend some time in Melbourne together. She is an artist who um, gets the the total read that she, she uh, gets me. She gets you. She gets she gets the total R E I D and the Wee. total R E A D. Um, she's funny and uh, political and heartwarming and gives catharsis. Uh, the, some of my, I, I do want to tell one of my, um, one of my favorite parts from the show. It's, uh, she, uh, I'll just do one of the jokes yeah, yeah. to not give it away. She, uh, she says, okay, I want to do some, some role playing now. So she goes down to the audience. By the way, she's only wearing a, 
uh, multi-layered bras, uh, a denim jacket at this point, and multi-layered blonde wigs, and that's it. So nothing on the bottom. <laughs> just and um, just not, so she comes down to the audience and she asks this guy. She goes, "Do you mind if we do some role playing together?" And he goes, "Oh boy." Does she have? Um, what's her bush like? What's the situation? Uh, looked good. Looked you know uh, normal. Cared for. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, normal. I didn't I didn't think too much about the maintenance of her pubes actually. I I was I I thought, oh, well that's I guess it's, you know, it looked a testament to how good she is. I, I didn't, didn't even didn't, consider her bush. I didn't think about her bush like that. <laughs> um uh I I I thought it looked normal and uh probably about probably how I keep my bush. A medium. Yeah, sure. Just, you know, not nothing to nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes down and she says, uh, can we do some role playing? And the guy goes, yeah. And she goes, so, um, we're going to say it's breakfast and you have cereal and I'm going to offer you milk and you're going to say, no, you don't want any milk. And so she goes, so hold up your hands. Like you have a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. So you do it. So you hold mm-hmm. up your hands. She goes, so excuse me, would you like some milk? And then he says, Yes, ma'am. No, I no. Some... She said, and you're going to say no. You don't want any milk. <laughs> okay. okay. No. You know, just Let's like rape. Again. Okay, no. Okay, 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 okay. So. I'm ready. Excuse me, sir. Would you like some milk? Uh, no. Thank you. And then she gestured, dumping all the milk, dumping this imaginary <laughs> milk all over the bowl and looked around going, isn't that horrible? And that, that's so rude. It's so, that's so rude. Even a, even a rapist wouldn't be that rude. <gasps> I just can't like, imagine saying no to milk. Well, right. Well, <laughs> that's, uh, I, I guess if you were her audience member, you could maybe get to say that to her, and then maybe she could think of something else to, to say to you about it, a, another metaphor for it. While I was watching the show, I thought about about the budget that she'd had probably to make this show, about mm-hmm. how a lot of us working in the quote-unquote downtown right. are working in terms of the budgets we have, and then what our... Uh, social efficacy is or, or what is it that we're looking to especially when you when you think of oh well this audience is going to be an audience who is, probably is against rape <laughs> and possibly I, hoping and um, <laughs> uh, not I'm not saying that all liberals are are not rapists but um uh, that it's that it's how how do we look at indictment inside our own community to further uh further the cause that we're talking about. Mm. And this show uh, really did it. I was just, I, I laughed really hard all the way through um, and uh, and she presented a turn on this angle and in a subject that all these men have made. She brought up all these men who've made these r- rape jokes that are that I'm also going to say don't quite seem like jokes such for example Tosh who's uh, disgusting. Um there was one point when she was talking about it. She had all these photos of comedians who've joked about rape mm-hmm. and then also rapists. Mm-hmm. Photos of <laughs> rapists. And uh, there was one point where she was talking and she said, she said something, there was a photo of Bill Cosby and she said something to the effect of like, well, you know, at least he's funny. And she flipped his photo down and behind it was a photo of Woody Allen. Yeah. And then she flipped and, and she goes... Um, or at least, you know, he made good movies. And she flipped that down, and behind that was a photo of Roman Polanski. She had nothing nice to say about him? About who? Roman Polanski. I think it just ended there. I see. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't remember if there was anything it that was been, said maybe nice if about Roman Polanski. Maybe she just kept going until it became Donald Trump or something. Donald Trump was at the center of the, uh, of, yeah. of everybody. He was sort of gestured to a lot. If, if she does it again, please go see this show. 
it's really, really incredible. Um, that's it. That's, I really just want to talk about Adrian a little Is bit. Is that the end of the podcast? Are we done for today? Do we have any personal anecdotes? Mm, of our past week and stuff? Right. It's summer. It's Ugh. absolutely hideous in New York. It's summer. It's so Why don't you hot. talk about trying to get on the train today? I couldn't do it. I just, uh, I, I left my house. I immediately regretted it. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for the train and uh, that I was also regretting. The MTA is a nightmare. I mean... We had a derailment. Nobody, nobody's we arguing that. We don't know when it's ever going to work anymore. Um, it's uh, just... it's. If I allowed myself, this entire podcast would just be a tirade. Against the about, MTA. Yeah, but I can't, I can't go there because I will... garbage town. It, I'll have a nervous breakdown. It, as I'd say, most New Yorkers who have to use public transportation are having, especially if you have to use it to literally go to work. So, um, yeah, I was down in the subway and then I, I heard a woman sneeze <laughs> and I looked down and saw her coming and she sneezed again <laughs> and I thought, oh God. So I do this thing whenever I'm on public transportation or sometimes on a plane where I've put my lips in, like I, I go like that. I've seen it. So I, you've seen me oh, do it yeah. where I'm like, I'll put my lips, I'll like tuck my lips in. What is that? When you go like mm, that, I don't know how to describe that. People are not watching this. Oh, it's like, um, mm. have any, has anyone ever seen that movie Mac and Me about the little pink alien? No. Goes, he sings a little <laughs> song. He tucks his lips in and he goes, oh, that's the Mogwai song. Anyways, I'll just do the Mogwai song like Mac and Me. But he goes, he goes like, But that's it's not, the that's song. Gremlins. That's Gremlins. But it's a different movie. But, but it's a different movie. But he does take it, you just, I just fold my lips in my mouth. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tuck my, I'm going to pull my lips over my teeth, close the whole thing up and not um, breathe. So, and I do I'm that. I'm sure that works. I do that. <laughs> and I do that. And just as she gets by me, she goes, <clears throat> and I was like, that's it. I'm out. Walked right upstairs wow. and called a lift. I was like, I can't, I'm really, it's also New York. In the summer, I kind of love it because I oh feel like God. everyone gets about as manic as I feel on my day to day. Is it manic? It's more like borderline. It's this, yeah. It's a kind of like borderline it's more lethargy. Borderline. Like everybody's dragging themselves through the streets, but, but Amelia will scream at you. Oh yeah, people are mad. Mad. <laughs> so mad. So angry. So yesterday when we went to Lincoln Center, I was hoping someone would bump me just so I could scream at them. <laughs> just so I could really, really yell at them. Years ago, I said this, years ago, Terry O'Connor said, you know, this summer would be far more bearable if every summer we could shoot one old person. Right. You know? And then I say it would be far more bearable if life was like the leftovers and Every tourist would vanish. Just boom, gone, get uh, out. It is nice on these holiday weeks where a lot of, you know, the, the richer New York people are like, I'm in the Hamptons, or I'm in Tyre Island, or I'm, you know, wherever. And we've, we've been in the Hamptons on Fourth of July week. Yeah, it's true, we have. Well, we're rich. Well, yeah. I mean, we were, were sleeping in my mom's shack. <laughs> we were <laughs> sleeping in your mom's shack. But, you know, it was that was when we were holding out about our MacArthur. Yeah. We were like, I don't know. I made $12,000 this year, and I'm feeling <laughs> like I'm really making some work that's pretty timely. So just no money yet. No, thank um, you. I'll just wait. I'll just wait a little bit. I'm a little more in my 30s oh, wow. and a little more afraid. And then please give me a living wage. Um, yeah, but we've gone away. Maybe we should go see your mom. Her birthday's coming up. Birthday's on the 10th. We could go. We could I'm record gonna have there. to go. Well, I'll go with you. We can do an episode with her. Yeah, we'll go and we'll do an episode with Honey. 
That's wow. 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 You guys. Something else. The mom episode. And it'll come out around the anniversary of my mother's death. Perfect. Which was towards Who the end of Who needs Mother's July. Day when you have death anniversaries? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I want to talk about James's, James's death anniversaries. Yeah. Stop calling me on the anniversary of this stuff. Right. Leave me alone. The hashtag leave for the, me the, alone. The hashtag for the summer is hashtag leave me alone. Absolutely. But In listen Urkel's to our podcast. Yeah. Well, leave you, me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't leave us alone. Subscribe, like, whatever. Yes, you can follow us on Instagram yeah. at With Dance and Stuff. You can go to our website at What's Going On With Dance and Stuff. You can go to our Facebook page at With Dance and Stuff. No, I've it's been actually What's Going On With Dance and Stuff is our Facebook page. The only I one that's with, with Dance, Dance and Stuff is Instagram. Our Facebook page is That's not true. I think everything is with dance and stuff, except... I just wrote something about what... It doesn't matter. Try both. It takes two seconds. <laughs> also, um, uh, we were initially um, going to launch this podcast as part of the Premier Dance Network, which is a wonderful organization of yep. dance podcasts that... Um, that I have been on their podcast, James Whiteside's Stage Right Side is part of the Premier Dance Network, and... Um, we have decided to just go our own way because we went rogue in terms of like timing for us. It just works better. And Jeremy is such a wunderkind oh, kind of God. like technologist. He just does. Our producer he's Jeremy doing it. is really just nailing it. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Thank Jeremy. you for your beauty. Thank you for your fingers. Thank <laughs> you for your art. Thank you for your cleaning. Thank you for your hair. Thank, Thank you, you for, for being quiet. quiet. Thank you for putting this whole thing together. Thank you for making videos of us. Thank you for, like, finding old, old videos of us. Wow. That old meat video with my hair. In Amazing. I mean, I... Oh, full I watched it 60 crazy. times in a row. I'm in it. I, oh. you know, I'm not usually like that. You don't usually like to watch things you're in, but a decade later, it's okay. Not a problem. No. I really... It, we were fully crazy, but I feel just as crazy this summer. Don't you? No, maybe not just as crazy. I'm not no. going through a breakup. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> well, you know, we're also it. not in mid-July, which is when things get, like, really, really crazy. Oh. Um, we also need to thank our guest, oh, James yeah. um, Whiteside, who we love. I think it says again. He's doing white wipe-off board things. Oh, yeah. Jeremy just wrote us to say, thank you, James. James thank you, Whiteside. James. Thanks always, James. Brilliant. We'll kind. also record with James when we go to Jacob's Pillow with him, which is happening coming up. What's Why? Uh, James is doing that thing on a Sunday afternoon. No, but why afternoon. are we recording with him again? Well, why not? We'll just record it and we'll put it on one. He's fun to have on. He's like us. He's like family. Okay. Family time. Um...